Hey guys, this is Billy with King Oil & Co. This is Sam Ace Things with Sam Sauce. And thanks for listening to Spill the Sauce Podcast. All right, Sam. Another one, another week, another episode, another podcast. Uh, how you doing today, yes, bud? Sir. Doing pretty awesome. It was like a heat wave. Um, it's been like sub like negative 20 negative 40 uh with wind chill in southern minnesota but today it's like almost 40 degrees i think it's, it's crazy <laughs> yeah it's it's been a uh, pretty warm here as well i mean it always kind of is but like kind of like the night chills where it gets down to like 50 and 60 is kind of gone here but um kind of glad everyone's out of that winter christmas uh i know you're probably like you motherfucker i guess like what's what, what what's the lowest it gets up there sam up in minnesota I think so far the lowest it's been is at least negative 40 with wind chill. And that was cold enough to uh, put like a two hour delay on schools. Um, I mean, we get, we get kind of crazy, man. Um, it could get worse. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, I've seen snow a couple times when I was a little kid, but um, nothing like you, man. Seems like you live in it. Hey, you come visit anytime um and you got like probably three more months of snow so you got plenty of time to come see me <laughs> that's what's weird about down here like other regions they get a uh, snow and whatnot but up here like lake tahoe up in like uh you know not too far from here like just snow year round which is fucking weird but anyway back to the sauce uh we got yeah, back to some warm weather folks it sounds like yeah totally right uh, so we have here Aunt Carol's sauce. I'm going to let him straight into the room to kind of just jump right in with us. Uh, another hot sauce maker, big on Instagram. I always see him connecting with everybody. Uh, seems like a super like face-to-face kind of guy. Um, but I definitely am more interested to hear more about him and his brand. Once again, Absolutely. And this is, the, um, this is like a West Coast guy as well. This is the East Coast guy. There we go. Oh, there no we go. Right on time. What's up, dude? Thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Dude, yeah, totally love the man. backdrop. That's some really cool art. I know uh, a lot of people, they don't see the video of these, but for yeah. us, it means a lot. Yeah, I the, appreciate the, the that. The backdrop's awesome, man. Uh, it's, it's pretty thank cool. Uh, yeah, dude, welcome to Spill the Sauce, man. This is like me and Sam's place where we just talk, you know, food, whatever we're interested in, other people we see on, you know, kind of in the community doing it. And you've really been taken off, you know, popped off on my feed, on Sam's feed. So we definitely wanted to bring you on, kind of, you know, tell your journey, tell your products, tell about yourself. I know you got something like super special going. I was telling Sam, my probably my favorite thing about you is your Instagram is full of your customers' pictures. Which is like you don't. I mean, you see that here and there, but not like the full. Like literally, it's the full feed of it, which tells me like you're super engaging and you're like you know you're super into it. So, I mean, take the floor, brother. Let's take it from the beginning. However, you want to start it off. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So my name is Tajir. Uh, I'm 22 years old. I'm on the East Coast, Virginia. Um, I'm a senior at Virginia Tech University. If y'all ever heard of that university, yeah. go Hokies. Um, so this is where I'm originally, I'm actually from Hampton, Virginia. So really along the East coast. So I've always been around the water hence the crab symbol. Um, but me and my family, we always had seafood, um, almost every single night we used to have blue crabs, newspaper underneath and this sauce. So my aunt had this specialty sauce and I actually, I didn't even know she made it herself until I was a high school senior. 
Um, but anyway, so we always used to come as a family. We'll have the blue crabs, the sauce, and just literally almost every single weekend, we just eat together as a family. And that upbringing just, you know, motivated me to be a people's person um, and just have those personal relationships with other people because I know how meaningful they are. Um, so I say that to say is just that, you know, you know, the sauce was always there. And then I took, I asked my aunt, finally, my high school senior year, where could I get the sauce from since I was going off to college? Um, and Virginia Tech from my hometown is like five hours away. So I wanted to know where I was going to get the sauce from, right? So she told me that she makes the sauce. And I was just so astonished that she made it. So at that very moment, I made her a promise that once I graduated from college, I was going to turn her sauce into a business. Now, during that time, I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship. I didn't know how to make sauce. I didn't even know how to cook, really. I knew, I knew how to you know prepare a couple of meals, but not know on a high level making sauce for mass production type of thing. Yeah. Um, but I just said it just because, you know, just the impact that she had on me. And I just loved her sauce. And I just thought everyone should have it. Like, I just thought this should be in everyone's home. Um, but sadly, she passed away from cancer my freshman year of college. Um, and you know, that, that really was, it was depressing because she was really like a mother to me. Um, but you know, the, the promise that I made to her, right. She, when I told her, she didn't really believe me, you know, I kind of really didn't believe myself, but, um, I just said it just to say, not to, not to just to say it, but it had some type of meaning to it, but I didn't know all the steps and all the intrinsic value that went into it. Um, so after she passed away, um, I was actually running track and field at Virginia tech during that time. Um, and, you know, it was a struggle just trying to go in between with everything and, and, and making sure that I was able to, um, you know, just keep my, my sanity and my emotions at bay. Um, but my sophomore year, actually, I started the sauce business. Um, it was in my dorm room. Um, so in my dorm room, you know, and, and thing about she never had a recipe. So she didn't write it down. She just she just made it. Um, so I was calling her husband, my uncle, asking him, you know, how she made the sauce. No one really knew. They had they had like a little bit, you know, she probably put this, this, that, and the third. Um, but anyways, I went, you know, in my dorm room just about every day, just whipping up stuff to get the just get the taste, you know, similar. It's not as it's not as good as she makes it, but my customers still like it. Um, but you know, so it started in my dorm room. I made the sauce, I bought shrimp and crab legs for everyone in my dorm at around like 250 people show up. Uh, so everyone got about two crab legs and um, some sauce, right? So everyone enjoyed it. And, you know, that was the first time ever that other people other than my family actually tried the sauce before. Um, it was just that experience. I can't even really express it in words. It was just like, wow. Like, you know, just wow. Like people are actually trying this where it really started just from, you know, 10 people in a family household always having the sauce for years, like for my entire life. Um, so, you know, it went from there. I finally took a step further. Um, I got into a commercial kitchen and a commercial kitchen is basically where you rent per the hour and you can actually make your products inside of that kitchen. I got that kitchen inspected. Um, and then I, I launched my website. So I started doing e-commerce, selling my sauce, and then I developed a mobile app. So you can actually download the app on an iOS phone, go to the Apple store called Uncurl Sauce, and then you can see all the recipes associated with the sauce. Um, so going forward my customers wanted something spicier so we only had the mild um so i went into research and development trying to figure out what was spicy because you know my customers wanted something hot so like literally the, the premise of the sauce is a marinade glaze and dipping sauce basically like a universal sauce so you can use it just about anywhere you like it you can use a dipping marinade glaze um so with that they wanted something spicier so i took i think it took me around three months to figure out just the right kick 
Um, not to have you, I want you to be able to taste the flavor and the sauce, but it has just a nice kick. Um, so they started, so the, the spicy was my best seller so far. Um, and then right now, right? So I was selling the sauce and then I went on to doing festivals. So I just took a leap, right? So this was so sophomore year, I was doing everything strictly website, you know, e-commerce, selling it, shipping it, packaging it myself. Um, and then my junior year, I actually started traveling to different festivals along the East Coast. So I was going, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina, um, some in Tennessee, some in Maryland. So just around anywhere I could pack my Jeep up and just go sell sauce. So, you know, that was another experience. So when I got in the field of, you know, with my customers, so you was talking about my Instagram page, so so many customers, because I was hitting up so many different cities, talking to so many different people. And when I was going there, it wasn't like the premise of I'm going to sell the sauce. It was that I'm going to get to know these people and I want them to try the sauce. So I gave free samples. So I, get, I bought shrimp, fresh shrimp um, and sauce. Who doesn't like fresh shrimp, right? So I gave that out. And people loved it. And, you know, just that communication that we built, it was more of a relationship. It wasn't customer and business. It was, you know, friend to friend, family to family. So like everyone in this niche, you know, when they purchase a sauce, it's not just a purchase a sauce, it's the purchase of something even greater, even meaningful. Um, and then from there, the proceeds that I make, that I have made off the sauce, um, I have did four different community events in the past two years. Um, one was in my, in my at my university, um, my which is in Blacksburg, Virginia, and I prepared 84 hot cooked meals um, during Thanksgiving. Um, I did another one in DC, um, in my hometown, Hampton, Virginia. I did a grocery drive. So you know, literally, my aunt was a caring person, and she wouldn't want anything more but to be able to support the community um, through those different ways. Um, so continuing forward, doing the festivals, um, meeting so many new people, you know, just selling sauce. Then I went to transition to food. So this literally the past, I'm gonna say three months, the past three months I have been doing food. So I go to different festivals now um, and I'll do um, steak sandwiches, crab cakes um, and hot dogs, literally whatever, chicken wings, chicken wings is another big thing. Chicken wings are really good with the sauce. That's my number one thing. Uh, chicken wings are real expensive right now, so I'm I'm cutting my cost on those right now. But chicken wings was the best seller. Um, but yeah, so I went from doing the sauce to having, you know, doing the food stuff. So I started my own um, food truck business without a food truck, right? So transitioning forward, you know, hopefully in March I will be acquiring a food truck and I'll be putting it on campus. Um, so that's just the next steps for me. Um, I know kind of a whole lot, but the yeah, so that was that's about where I'm at now. So, all right. I love it, man. That's yeah, that's that's amazing. That's ins- yeah, that's an insane way to go. Like from trying your end sauce to getting here. What what year of college are you in right now? I'm in my senior year. So this is all like a couple years ago. Yeah, literally two years ago. Some, uh, I mean, obviously. I've been, you know, professional chef last like 16 years. I have that background. Congratulations. I've been pursuing, you know, hot sauce for like, you know, a few years uh, professionally, like, you know, moving forward with it. But you're breaking some big waves, yeah. man. Um, You just dunk in, not even like head first. I mean, just you submerged your whole body in, uh, in like a super passionate project. Um, This is really cool. Much respect to uh, everything you've done. Um, that really means a lot. I mean, no, it's that was a really great little uh, little warm up from you, buddy. Yeah, no, for Thanks. sure. That that's a big takeaway that I took from that too is your level of commitment. Like, 
you know, you're not putting like one foot in where I think like 99% of people generally would, right? Because of like, even if it's finances or where you live or the situ- different situations. But you were like, no, fuck it. Like, I'm going all in if I'm going to yeah. do it. Especially after trying yeah. like a fucking bite of the sauce. He's like, what is this? I'm making this a business. And you're like, holy shit, here we are. Did yeah, so, yeah. so you never thought from the beginning that it would go from like, uh, like a sauce to like a food truck? The food truck was completely new. Honestly, I had no plan. So when I first started, I didn't know what step B was going to be. All I knew was that I was going to sell sauce. And literally that process, just to put it in your mind, what it looked like. I literally went on Amazon, bought five ounce glass bottles. Those bottles were so expensive. Didn't do a cost cost margin, a business plan, executive summary. I ain't do anything. All I said was, I'm going to sell my own sauce and that's going to be it. So um, I went on Amazon, bought stuff, went to the local farmer's market, bought some ingredients, started bottling it. And honestly, that first time in my dorm room where I let people try the sauce, I was terrified. I was scared. I love the sauce, you know, but you don't really know what other people are going to exactly. say. And and they didn't really know the story. They didn't know my aunt passed away. So if someone was like, oh, this is doing nasty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like yeah, that, that yeah. would, that would have been a low blow, but anyway, they didn't need, you know, people don't even know you can't satisfy anyone, but you know, just that leak though was just terrifying. It's, no, it's yeah. I mean, we've, we've done it. We've been there and I'm sure even Billy can attest to it. I mean, obviously we make products we enjoy. Um, I make everything I make. It's, it's me first and foremost. This is something that I enjoy. If it's something I don't really enjoy, I'm not going to do it for anyone else, but it means so much when it's maybe not even like a friend or a family member, but it's someone you don't even know. They try the product and they're just like, they could just shit all over it, but they're just like, Hey man, this doesn't suck. You know, Um, it's the greatest. Yeah, it's, no, I, it's, it's true. Like initially when you make something, you don't want anyone to try it and all the jazz, but then once people try it, like, you know, majority end up liking it because something new to them, something exciting, especially if it's as good as, you know, as you sell it sometimes at the market where like your level of excitement, the way, like, you know, how much you're always out there. How, how, like going back like to when you were hitting up cities, like how many different cities would you think you hit up? Honestly, I think I want to say around like 26 or so. And that was a lot because, you know, I was in school during the time as well. So, like, it had to be different weekends. And it was a lot of research because, you know, you have to pay for those events well in advance. So, like, a vendor fee. Mm -hmm. So, I have to research those, pay for that fee, um, you know, look at the head count, see how many people are going to be there, um, make sure that whatever my sample was was going to fit the event. So, like, if it was a cotton candy event, I'm not going to bring shrimp because people (laughs) want to try shrimp with cotton candy. Right? So, Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And then I know um, I'm, I'm sure people that are familiar with the brand they could uh, they could attest a lot of these things. But so, would you consider your sauce more of like a condiment and not like necessarily like a hot sauce? Because I'm mean, obviously you're you're saying it's great with a lot of things. Right, right. So yeah, I would I would say that it is a condiment. Um, and you know, when we first started out, we only had it with crab legs. Like Lily, that was it. We didn't try it with anything else. Um, and then when I started bringing it to other people's mouths, it was like, you know, I could try this with chicken wings. I could see this with um, steak. I could see this with salmon. Like, you know, they just started throwing a whole bunch of stuff out. So then, you know, originally the name was Unc Crow's Crab Sauce. And then I took out the crab, but I kept the crab symbol. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's a condiment. Yeah. Man, nothing wrong with that. Obviously, right now, you know, hot sauce is hot um, with like hot ones and whatnot, but. 
yeah. condiments um if it's just something new flavorful different people are up for it people's palates are changing um they are i mean i'm in the midwest uh, billy's on the west coast you're on the east coast i'm sure we could all find a, a general common ground of where maybe a difficulty would be for people to right. try something new but also like you know some common ground too yeah and since you're being a chef you already know what that looks like because you know it's so many different sauces and everyone and you know a lot of people who want to start a sauce business they think like you know there's a million sauces out there you know i i can't start my own way really you can because you know just because you know a million other people have done it don't mean you can't because everyone has different flavors and i always bring the analogy of like you see mcdonald's and burger king on the same street you think they're you're scared of opening up a business so like you might as well go ahead and put your sauce out there someone's gonna like it that's a really good point because I'm sure Billy out and Kelly, you can drive by like McDonald's, Burger King, Sonic, uh, Whataburger, uh, In and Out. I mean, it's just essentially a fucking burger. But it's abundance. Yeah. That's the way like how that. Subway started. You know how like Subway, he opened a store, it wasn't doing well, and then he took a loan from his dad and opened one like right down the street, like a block down the street, and then they both started like booming. So like, I think like I'm with that. I think there's like definitely room for everyone. Just a matter of like sticking out, right? Like doing what's different. Like like how are you gonna stick out from the rest of it? Like you know, the people on Instagram or the marketplace. And again, man, like I think to me, like I think the best thing a brand could do is what you're doing right now. It's like just going out there face to face. Like not, nothing's better than face to face. No Instagram, no commercial, no endorsement, nothing. Like when people see if like, because when I look at your page, I see everyone smiling. And I'm like, damn, like, I got to try that. Because, like, everyone has that same reaction on their face. You know what I mean? Like, it's a cool thing for me to see. When, at what point did you start getting, like, and I'll go back to the sauce in a second, but, like, at what point did you start to figure out, like, the entrepreneurial side of it? You know, Honestly, like, you said, like, at first you weren't, like, you know, just buying on yeah. Amazon. And then, like, you know, you, you started being more calculated later on. Like, how how'd you figure all that out? Yeah, so like I said, I was going to school for Virginia Tech. I'm majoring in construction and computer science. I have a minor in computer science. My major construction, so nothing to do with agricultural, food, anything like that. Um, business, nothing, right? Um, so it's a, actually, I was blessed with being able to go to Virginia Tech, and it's actually an entrepreneurship program on campus. Um, so, you know, a lot of people don't have, you know, those type of resources. So I just took those resources to my ability and use them as an opportunity. Um, but at that place, it's called Apex, um, and they gave me a whole bunch of mentors, resources, how to get started, you know, and a whole bunch of Hokie alumni. So entrepreneurs that that graduated from tech, they were willing to help me with their businesses. And they didn't have sauce businesses. Some didn't even have food businesses. They might have a tech business. I was able to, you know, extract some of the some of the key skills that everyone had, and I was able to funnel them into my business. Um, so literally that and just reaching out to local business owners as well. So I went to different business owners in my area and I just, hey, my name is Tajir. I have a sauce, I'm a local entrepreneur. I just want to hear about your story. And you don't know how many people are willing just to share their testimony, their story about how they got started, how they did payroll, how they paid themselves, how long it took them out of debt. And, you know, why would I try to learn things that people have already learned when I can just go ask someone next door? or the, the manager of Subway, just to see if they have a couple of minutes to share how they got started. Um, so literally just people around me. And I can honestly say that, you know, even though it was just me doing this, I couldn't do it for the people that were around me, you know? And I just, you know, God bless them because I wouldn't be here today without them sharing their wisdom. You're hitting the pavement and just massive support. And it looks like you're falling back on them for some assistance as well. Um, 
same mindset, maybe in a different way, um, you know, like professional kitchen chefs, et cetera. Yeah, you can go to culinary school. You can piss away a ton of money. Or do you just want to work with some individuals where, I mean, they have the knowledge. Um, it's just not necessarily, hey, here's my uh, my fee. Here's my, um, you know, my yeah. monthly whatever for like going to school. You're doing it. You're doing it the the most optimal way, um, like the real life experience way. Mm -hmm. I'm sure those people are like super eager and excited to help you. I mean, are you a young kid kicking ass? Um, awesome, buddy. Thank you, man. Thank yeah, you. It's, it's it's awesome to see you like take like advantage of all those like resources around you, like really build something up from. Again, I'm just gonna keep saying you build it from a bite to a fucking business, which is pretty cool, man. Uh, so so now take us like back into the sauce side, I guess of it, like. You know, like yeah. how, you know, what things I always ask this to like people who make different condiments and stuff when they come on our show. What did you learn from making small batches to like, you know, producing more and more now? You know what I mean? Like, like for example, yeah. I know like me and Sam always talk about like, you know, like, you know, knowing the right kind of glass to work with or, you know, consistently buying the same ingredient. Like what's one thing you picked up on or like took away from that? Literally. So right now is kind of awkward because we're in a market where food is so inflated right now. I don't know about if it's like that in the West Coast, but the East Coast right now, everything is insanely high. Right. And most of the time you have to find good supplies. So right now we have U.S. foods. So most of the time I get my food from them. But literally like local farmers try to get deals with them. And literally I keep going back to this community. You have to use your community for resources because everything right now is just so high shipping costs. If you can get something local or even so, you know, my labels, I don't, you probably can't see the bottle, but um, with the filter, but the labels right now, someone locally makes these labels for me, right? Instead of me having to go online. So I'm really utilizing everything. And I think that was the key aspect because when I was doing, you know, that research of what to acquire, what to ship in, I was like, you know what? I'm spending more money on buying the supplies than I am selling the actual product because with sauce, it's you know it's kind of hard to get rich off the of sauce unless you yeah. you know you get buying in bulk and you but you know for a small batch company you need to be able to break those numbers those margins as much as possible right so that means I got to work for free for a couple of years you know and that's just what it is so that's what I learned so far. Yeah, and I mean you're still you're young kid you're still you're finishing up college um is this something i mean obviously you have some background information with you know your college um you said what architecture or a couple yes, of things i mean are you gonna maybe put those in the back burner and say hey it's a skill you developed but hey let's just go full on op carols and you know see where this goes especially with like the food truck which is very exciting yeah sam you, you already hit and see you already know me lily like <laughs> i'm putting on the back burner and anyway i don't say discourage college go to college but just use the resources that you have there. And I think the biggest thing about college is that it, it taught me how to teach myself, right? So, you know, you go to class, you learn, but the biggest thing is that you're able to teach yourself, you know? So I'm not, you, I'm using those resources and I'm bringing Uncrossed Sauce full light. So like, really the goal is food trucks, restaurant chain, you know? I don't know how we're going to get there, but I know I'm going to work for that each and every day. Dude, fuck yeah, man. I'm pumped, dude. <laughs> I like you, Sam. That's, I do. That's definitely awesome. Uh, I mean, the, the vision of going to a restaurant chain is crazy. What made you want to go there? 
honestly, you know, when I look at restaurants, especially not like just a generic restaurant where like, you, you know, you pick up and go or you sit down, but the restaurants where you come in, they know your name. They're saying, I love you at the door, those type of restaurants. So we can't, I can't control how you feel, you know, before you come in the store or before you see me at my booth, but I can't control how you feel when you come see me. So I want that to be a place where people come, they get good food, but they also get that love, you know, because you know, it's 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 so much negativity out in the world, but as soon as you step in the shop, you'll get good food and you'll get an authentic experience. That's the way it should be, man. Um, and, you know, we could discuss this later, but obviously with food, cooking, any of those things, if you ever need any assistance, if you just want to talk shop bullshit, um, hit me up anytime, dude. You're, love. you're just a young gun literally just crushing it right now. Yeah, I know man. Billy reached out to you to try to get you involved and, uh, just been a big learning experience for me right now very impressed no thank you so much for this opportunity it means a lot uh when you go into restaurants like do you enjoy talking to them like learning their stories yeah man i think the biggest thing is that you never know what people go through until you ask them most restaurant owners you know they went through hell and back you know they went from you know either you know working a job for 10 years that they hated right and somewhere away the long, somewhere away the journey, they just said, F this, I'm going full forward with opening a restaurant. And some of them just did it. They just got a loan, opened it up and, and hired help. I mean, like literally everyone is different. No restaurant owner or um, business owner I have talked to had the same story. And that's what's so astonishing me. That's why it shows me like there's no wrong or right way. It's just only your way, you know, and you determine how you want to do that. And never to uh, discourage you, you know, with the, the possibility of, you know, restaurants or change. But I feel like, you know, the food truck, dude, you could literally just crush it. Um, I would love to see, like, where the food truck would take you. And, I mean, honestly, with how things have been changing, obviously the supply chain is fucked. Um, chicken's going through the roof. Everything is. And in, in like, a market chain way, if, if you're able to charge so much for something, if people are buying it, why would you charge less? So I don't think that'll ever go down. But, you know, to see just a fleet of food trucks out there, I mean, you're in multiple restaurants. It's what I consider, I mean, obviously, like, the food truck big boom is is already passed, but I feel like there's a lot of those still hanging on, and it, it does have a sense of, like, future to me and more stability than, you know, the average, you know, restaurant model these days, especially with labor um, and everything just expectations. Unless you go like counter service, but I'd love to just see you like come chat with you after, you know, a year um, crushing a food truck and you might go, shit, I might just want two or three more of these, you know? Yeah. Hey, yeah. man, if, if the food's good, it doesn't matter where you serve it off from. I heard stories be like people in India, like they put a couple of rupees and like a hole in the wall and like a like, delicious like meal comes out, like on a plate, like a dosa comes out or something. It's like, it don't matter where it comes from, man. As long as it's good, it's good. And I think, I think the food truck thing is like a good idea. Going to restaurants, like that's... Like right when you said that, like I immediately was like, "Wow, that's a that's like a, that's like a very brave thing to say, man." Because like owning one restaurant is like I don't want to say impossible, but it's like damn near impossible. But like owning like a chain, I respect those people so much. Whether it's like a like I know like so I used to do like restaurant sales in the past ten years, and a lot of my friends were like, "Oh, like all these BJ's of the world, or like you know these big chains of the world." Like no, like respect those people too, because like. They came from somewhere too, and it's like it's it's hard running not one. Imagine like fifteen hundred, like twenty five hundred locations. Like that's an, an like an incredible amount of like attention to detail. So that's pretty cool, dude. You know what kind of food you serve? Mainly seafood, or like you have chicken wings, or what else? 
Yeah, so right now, the way I'm planning the menu after this food truck, this is still in the process right now, but I'm working on a flexible menu just to accommodate the the inflation of food right now. So on the menu, I want to have at least two fixed items that will be associated with the sauce and seafood. So you will have something that will be like either cooked with the food or be associated with dipping with the food. But everything else would just be flexible. I mean, just trying to build a menu for the community, like, I know what I like, but I don't know what they like. So when we first open up, it'll be a flexible menu. Um, we'll have a couple of choices up there. Whatever is the best seller, we're going to add that to the menu, a top three, and then we'll just keep going down the list. That's in a professional sense, that's the best way to go by it. Have like a couple, like, like you said, you know, cemented in items and then be completely flexible. Maybe if those main items are just going through the roof, and you're just like, if you don't want to just constantly do like price, market, value, you know, it changes every day. Um, just always work with your suppliers or like you said, you, you know, your local markets. I imagine on the East Coast, you guys probably have a, a completely different marketing setting. I mean, yeah, maybe sure. more like fresh seafood coming in, which yeah. I'm not I'm not getting that opportunity. <laughs> no, for sure not. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a lot of local out here too. And And just the possibility of you maybe like you know teaming up with maybe some local fishing people or people that are like crabbing constantly. Like you maybe don't even have to source out much. They'll come to you. You'll say, "Hey, I got these three guys or these three people, um, small businesses that that's what they do, um, and they're supplying me directly." Which you know, once again, that's just more community aspect. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Awesome. Sam, you're hitting the point. Dude, I'm, I'm still <laughs> pumped, dude. I'm stoked for you to have on. It's, uh, I've been seeing your imagery. Everything's killer. But to hear another, like, you know, young gun, like I keep saying, you know. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, we love that on here, man. I love to see, like, young people doing it. Because uh, me and Sam are up. all sorts of revved up. <laughs> Sam is 53 and I just turned 57. So seeing, like, young people do it is pretty awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. No, that means a lot. Uh, Thank y'all for doing this. No, no, for sure, man. I mean, we love the story. I'm, I'm, so now I want to go back to the sauce again, like, center it around that. Like, tell us about your hot sauce. Like, if I was coming up to your table or your booth, like, how would you sell me on it? Yeah, so oh, first yeah, off, like you know, I'm going to ask you how your day is. I'm not even going to start off with the sauce, you know. I'm going to say, how you doing? Because, you know, most of the time, people... Like, especially at festivals, you have that person where it's like, come to my table, I'm trying to say this, I'm trying to say this. There's a lot of, like, like a whole lot of selling going on and a whole lot of not, like, trying to talk to you. It's like you're at a carnival. Yeah, yeah, and and everyone doesn't like that. That's not everyone's cup of tea. So you just come in with a night, and people usually, I don't even approach you. People just come to the table to see what's going on. And when they do that, then I initiate a conversation. I'll I'll bring them a little sample. Um, and usually I let the sauce do the talk. I'm not trying to boast about the sauce, but usually I let the sauce go. They try like, oh my gosh, what is this, right? And I'm saying this uncurled sauce. You need to get a bottle. And then usually it sells. So um, yeah, it's just literally that that genuine aspect, and then letting this let the people try the sauce, and then it sells itself from there. What I have to do around here, and I'm sure Billy could even test that too. Like Billy has done like some markets on the West Coast. There's probably got to be some aggressive people trying to sell. It doesn't mm. do super well for me. It's always like you know, yeah, how's it going, ladies, or you know, hey, how's it going over there, guys? And it's just I'm cheeky, and then they go, oh, what's this? And I'm like, well, literally, yeah, literally exactly, honest, but, yeah. Yeah. And then it just starts everything. Because because then you're overselling yeah. it. I'm even just if, even if it's like. 
Yeah, because even if it's like really, really good, if you're overselling it, it's like if they're expecting a ten, it's a nine, then you're you're already fucked, right? But like, I don't want to say yeah, like no, undersell it, like totally undersell it, but like you know, play you know, like, like I said, let them come to you, let them kind of feel the vibe out, and then like from there, like initiate the combo or whatever you got to do it. But if you're like salesy, like a carnival, like step right up, step right up, sauce, 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 like no, like that's like they're taking samples and walking away. <laughs> they're not buying. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, take a sample so you're not mad at them. And yeah, be exactly. Like, All right, no, yeah. I, I always share yeah. the story. I think I said this on like an episode before, like one time. I was doing this market and it was like one of those. It wasn't dry, but like the weather changed, so it kind of like fucked the turnout a little bit. And around like middle of the market, it was completely dead. And this one guy just walks up to my booth and hell loud he goes, "Well, you looks like you're the last one with no customers, huh?" And I just look around. I'm like, "Oh, this guy." And like I had to like flip in my brain, like, "How can I make this positive? How can I make this positive?" It was one of the funniest things. Look like, at the market. This guy just totally crushed me. It was oh hilarious. my god! I mean, he it was like an old white guy. Like I know he meant it in like in like a nice way, but like it, yeah. it was pretty chill. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Like he was yeah. just pretty, pretty yeah. chill. About it, it. It's a little shade in there. It's definitely a little shade. It's definitely a little there, shade. But... I mean, I gave him something to try, and it was like what, like whatever I was telling him. And it was like I remember it was like I was looking around like oh my god, this is like not the move right now. But that's sick. Yeah, no. Uh, like, have you done sales before or like anything like that to learn how to engage with your customers or anything like that? Honestly, I'm a, I learned that I was a natural-born salesman when I started hitting those festivals. Um, I never, well, I guess I could say this one story. So in, high, in middle school and high school, like in my early years of high school, like ninth and 10th grade in middle school, um, I used to go to BJ's. If y'all ever heard of BJ's, it's like a huge, mm-hmm. um, you know, like Costco or Sam's Club. Um, but I used to go there and I used to buy like honey buns, snicker bars, Skittles. Um, and I used to go sell those in classes. Oh, um, until you're one of those. Yeah, yeah, I was one of those. I thought that was one of those. So hard. Yeah. Coming clutch yeah, recent, I, like third period. Yep. That's the best. <laughs> and I was known as the sack the, the snack man <laughs> until they were trying to suspend me for selling food in class. Um, but anyways, I went on, you know, from doing that, but it's different from selling sauce because snacks, they sell itself. You don't have to do anything. You know, snacks, you're already hungry, you're gonna buy that. But the sauce business, not a whole lot of people want to buy sauce, yeah. you know. Um, and that's something that somewhat doesn't sell itself. Um, so, you know, I think that just that genuine aspect and looking and when I go there, right, I'm not, I want to, I want to make a profit, of course, but I give out a lot of free stuff. You know, if I like, I might even give you a free bottle, you know, just because why, right. Um, and, and that aspect right there alone was able to generate me more revenue than ever before. So like, if I give one, this doesn't work every single time, but usually if I give someone a free bottle, you know, they walking around with that bottle. Like, where they get, where you get that bottle from? I got ten other people at my booth now. You know, so. Oh, that's clutch. I love hearing like you know, like your young entrepreneur uh, mindset of like you know, basically like reselling in school. I have a, a goofy story when I was probably no shit in like first grade. Um, I used to go to you know the quarter machines, and then there were these rings. There were these alien face rings, dirt cheap, probably fifty cents, maybe a quarter. And I'd go to the, the store with my mom with a couple quarters. I'd go to school and sell some bitches for a dollar. I bought uh, my my first CD I ever purchased was the, the Space Jam soundtrack from my money I made that week. Man, and that's baller. I was getting fan, and I was just straight robbing these kids. <laughs> <Not really. laughs> but it was like, <laughs> you didn't even know where this shit was coming from. And I was just this little kid, like, Oh, you want to buy this? And I was like, Mom, Mom, we got to go back to cash wise. I got to get more rings because you know my little buddies want to buy them from me for like seventy five percent upcharge. 
Yeah, man, you was the kid making money, like you know, you can't, and you, jam, can't man. you can't teach that yeah. stuff, you know. No, it's kind of really hard to teach. Yeah, you really either can, you got it or you don't, you know. Like no. even even like that, no matter what you do, like the extra research, the extra bit, like you know, like you like you're taking like uh, you're taking advantage of like programs in like your college or your area, you know, you know, like your like your area, like even all that little extra mile stuff, like you, you really can't teach that stuff, man. It's all stuff like like. Either like you have to do it, like you feel like you have to do it, or it's like yourself. You're like, yep, I'm just, that's what I'm gonna do, and that's how I have to do it. Uh, it's it's a very cool and like organic way to build your brand, man. Uh, anything exciting that you're like, you know, on the cup for you in the next few months besides the food truck and all the good stuff? Like any new flavors? You're gonna be anywhere new? Yeah. So, um, I mean, literally, that food truck is on the main priority on my list right now. So I'm really trying to get this March or April. Um, but you know, flavor wise in the near future, I'm trying to come out with a spicier version. So like a hot sauce version, maybe a ghost pepper or habanero, um, but able to keep the flavor of the sauce as well. So trying to find that in between. Um, so maybe in the next four months or so, um, that will come to be, but like that, the priority is that food truck, um, and just working towards trying to figure out who I'm a staff, how I'm a staff and how I'm gonna pay the loan back, all that good stuff. Right um so are you gonna be looking for uh like are you like building out a food truck from scratch or just like purchasing one um maybe like already used uh, that you know you're just gonna work with what you're gonna have for yeah i'm literally purchasing one that's already used um i was looking at the ones freshly built um and and like it's, they built a lot of them in florida and you know they're like a hundred thousand dollars yeah it's, not, yeah it's not worth it yeah, yeah i'm not I mean, I would say like 50,000 minimum, um, and especially, I don't know if you want the ability to drive or anything too. So yeah, find something that, you know, works for you, man. Um, God damn, no, no, I'm super pumped. I know uh, Billy mentioned like, you know, any other big plans. I know you've done festivals and stuff prior. Um, what's, what would be like the biggest festival you've ever done? Like were you ever at one of the big North Carolina, like hot sauce conventions or, um, any like big, big uh, event? Honestly, man, it's so crazy because the stuff that, you know, I said I do research, but some of them would just be like free will. Like I just go out there and honestly, you know, the expectations are like, you know, low for me. Like I might see a couple people, but most of the time recently it's a, it's a, um, it's called this one that was really crazy. It was called, um, a oyster and seafood festival, right? I went there because I got a, a seafood sauce, you know. I'm just go out there. But I'll tell you, and it was in the back of someone's backyard. It was like a vineyard. Like it was like it's like a huge, it was like a huge, you know, backyard. Like it, it was a lot of land, but it was like a, a wine vineyard, right? And you know, this was in like the boonies almost, you know. And I just went there, had my Jeep, of course, my tables, my sauce, my cold shrimp. And it was like six thousand people that showed up. And that was just that was crazy because I'm like, we're in the middle of nowhere. This had like I didn't I didn't even know like this was gonna be that huge, right? Like the vendor fee was like hundred and twenty dollars. You know, for six, like and, and a lot of people That's bought some with no expectations. Yeah. No, it it that is, that is so like that one I'm going to again in April. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. But that was the biggest one and you know, I was expecting maybe like five hundred people, you know. So yeah, you weren't really selling me on it when you said in the backyard. Clean house and something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's definitely what's up. Seafood festival in someone's backyard. That's definitely what's up. <laughs> on on the on the, in the vineyard too. But hook it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
We always leave this one last question uh, to our guests. It's like the million dollar question kind of our show. Um, you know, you're on a road trip from this wine, fe- from the you know this festival um, back to your place. It's long, I don't know, ten to hour drive, middle of the night. Stop by a gas station, uh, pick up three things, three gas station necessities. What are they? And coffee and Red Bull like don't count because it's like you have to get those. Like water doesn't count because you have to get that stuff. So we're talking like snacks or like foods here. Or a, okay. a drink, a, a, like a different kind of drink. Okay. Number one, I gotta get this octopus candy. Like this, like they're like uh, the worms, but octopus form. Oh, yeah, those are yeah. what's up. The blue ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they come in multiple colors, yeah. but like they're like, the shape of an octopus. I have to get those. Um, you know, that's you know that might even take up three. I need three bags of Damn. those. But we, we're gonna keep it at one. We, we're gonna keep it at one. Um, I'll probably get. I probably ain't get a scratch off, you know, just just to have fun while I'm eating my octopus candy. Um, I might give me a five dollar scratch off just to have fun, crossword scratch off. Um, and number three, hmm, I already got some candy. I mean, at Arizona. Oh, there you go. That's fire. That's fire. A little, a little sugar tea. That's fire. I think yeah. uh, I'm a big fan myself too. But no, those are those are pretty cool options. I dig it. I want to hear yours, actually. <laughs> Billy, what, what you got these days? Yeah, no, the same three ones. Hot Cheetos, uh, Peanut M&M's, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I guess. I think and, before and, I and, have said, no, like... And, and I'm like him. I would do Hot Cheetos for all three. Like, no, not even a question. I would always do, like, coconut water, because it's typically I'm just, like, super dehydrated. I need those electrolytes. I'm, like, some sort of gummy snack. Whether it's gummy bears, something, always. And then... uh Shit, I, I probably gotta get some some sweets, something like a baked good, maybe like a doni or something. Oh and yeah, I, and I'm set, man. But no, it's I been like a, a really pleasure, Trajir. This was a it's yeah, a dude, sweet, this um, really fun, man. We'll be, we'll be chatting. Um, I'd love to keep continually hearing your story. And obviously, once you get that food truck rolling, I think it'd be pretty quick, uh, pretty awesome to um do another one of these touch base and Hell see yeah. what has happened because we've spoken people that have quit their day job and are going full-time hot sauce and they're going to like build out let's say like their own facility which is intimidating on its own but really not anyone that we've like heard uh heard this story um so yeah really cool to see where this transitions yeah especially like this kind of story like such a young age man like like you're like you're such like a powerful like force you know no matter what you do like we said you commit to everything you know you know everything you come up with as far as that DIY has been solid. You, you, the way you are with your customers, just you know, second to none. So, I think like it's you're on every bar. You're just like you're hitting it top notch. So, congrats on that, brother. Let's like huge and keep the brand going. When the food truck pops up, let us know. We'll come work for free for a couple of days. Me and Sam will put, wash dishes, do whatever we got to do to get the sauce going. For some man. crabs and some shrimp, I'll I'll help out. <laughs> yeah, man. Give but but tell everybody where they could find your stuff at. Plug yourself real quick. So you can come. You can follow me at Uncurl Sauce on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can check us out on our website, uncurlsauce.com, as well as if you have an iPhone, you can download our mobile app on the Apple Store at Uncurl Sauce. Right on, man. Tajir, it's been a pleasure, brother. Anytime you drop something or just want to be on the podcast, hit us up. We're always here, man. Thank y'all so much. This means a lot. No, you got it, man. We'll see you soon, brother. And then I'll keep kicking ass, buddy. Love it, buddy. Yes, sir.